there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for Stock Market Podcast Globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to the Wealth Within website and click on the News and Media tab. Hi, everybody. Look, Woolworths is a favourite on our share market. It's a top 20 company, and I'm sure that if you don't own it in your own portfolio, you more than likely have exposure to it through your super. Now, it's market capitalisation. What I would want you rather you do is look it up and see where Woolworths is currently valued today. Now, you can find this information out from a broker's website. Compare this to the size of Commonwealth Bank and BHP just to understand how big um, Woolworths actually is versus the two biggest stocks on our market. Now, at the moment, it's interesting to see CBA and BHP vying for the top spot again. It'll be interesting to see whether BHP is going to surpass Commonwealth Bank in terms of its sheer size. Now, Woolworths has its fair share of challenges in the retail space. It's had competition from Costco and Aldi over the past decade or so. Now we've got German chain, Coughland, who are setting up a select number of locations in Victoria, particularly there's a few around Melbourne going up, not just the stores, but a distribution centre as well. Now, just remember, um, as a shareholder, and probably most of your um, super fund is in Australian shares, that the profits for these companies, when if you shop there, go overseas. So I'm just trying to impart a little bit of patriotism on you. See, Americans tend to be hugely patriotic. Um, some say even fanatical, and Australians at times, I think, are a bit lax in their um, support of their own country. So, But look, just remember that when you when you go shopping. Now, if you have um, some um, stocks in the retail sector, you might have noticed that they haven't performed that well. And we saw West Farmers offload Coles recently and divested it, um, launched it on the stock exchange to trade under its own code, which is COL. Now, Woolworths and, and Coles are obviously in direct competition, and it's been interesting to see how Woolworths has performed over time. Now, typically, this has been darling. It's been a stock that's been held in many portfolios, particularly um, a lot of retirees or people approaching retirement have held Woolworths shares. One of the things about Woolworths is that when it does go into a decline, it it doesn't fall much. I mean, back in the 90s, late 90s, it fell by around 25%. Now, it actually fell well before the market um, fell away, which we saw our market move into a decline in 2003. And when Woolworths um, went into decline, it tends to go into um, a move down, a decline for a lengthy period, and then has this spectacular uptrend afterwards, which it did do from the low in 2000. Now, following that again, we saw another decline around 20%, 22% into a low in around 2003. 
when the rest of the market fell back, but that was considerably less compared to a lot of stocks that were trading lower during that time. Then we saw this stellar rise from 2003 as the share market went into the boom phase in 2005, 6 and 7 and the the stock fell by about 35% during the GFC which was significantly less than the overall market which fell by around 55%. Some shares went anywhere between 60 and 90% of fell that much of their actual range up from their all-time lows. The lowest price the stock had ever traded at to the highest price, the correction was of that order, which is quite, quite amazing. Hence the argument of not to buy and hold. But Woolies was always um, supporting an argument for investors to buy and hold despite these declines. However, um, after the high in 2007, it then traded sideways for many years. And we didn't see a decent run on this stock until sometime after 2011. And it then topped out in 2014, well before the market topped out in 2015. Uh, and then we saw a decline of about 48%. So you can't be thinking to yourself that eventually the personality of these shares um, is going to just stay the same or well, you can't assume that it's going to stay the same because over time stocks will have significant corrections they do change and we saw that with Woolworths we have seen a recovery it's recovered more than 50% of what it fell since the high in 2014 which is a positive thing for shareholders but still if you bought it near the high you're not back to where you started and looking at what's happening with Woolies, like I said, it, it has been one of my favourites out of the top 20 over the, the longer term, but more because, not for buying and holding and getting dividends, but more because of how it trends beautifully. And there are and a stock that trends beautifully provides great opportunities to trade it and make a good profit out of it. Just a little few simple rules will help you be, to be able to do that and be better prepared. Now, the challenging thing for Woolworths, which we've seen recently, is that their dividend yield has dropped. So typically, stocks like this would um, provide a dividend of that market or better. And the market average is around four. Typically, it can swing between four and four and a half. Now, the Woolies dividend is only three, at the moment, 3%, if you were to buy it today. Now, that doesn't mean that the dividend won't change. They did announce um, recently this year that they were going to up the dividend um, by 5%. Um, so they, they actually received a really scathing response to what their recent announcements were. And, it, and at the time, I thought, well, why would you up the dividend when your profits are growing, but they're really, really meagre? So a 1% lift in the half-year profit to 30 December 18 isn't great. But then that retail space hasn't been um, really strong for a long time. And typically to see single-digit earnings like we do in the banking sector a lot of the time um, is not uncommon. So, But looking at Woolies and having a look back at the past year, the data, the fundamental data, if you look it up on your broker's website, you'll see that this data shows 11% growth um, last year. And then looking ahead, we're expecting about half that, so about 5% um, growth, earnings growth over the next two years, which isn't huge, but it's still growth. And this is, you know, if Woolworths um, manages to 
come up with strategies that continue to put it at the front. It, it, it um, renovated a lot of its stores at one stage, which put it miles in front of where Coles was in the perception of the shoppers. However, um, the challenge still is this competition, growing competition in our marketplace, which Woolworths hasn't seen the likes of before. So I wouldn't discount Woolworths, but I wouldn't be buying it just to get a dividend, particularly given the, what's happening with dividends at the moment. But I think that Woolworths would be really struggling to justify its position as a um, favoured dividend share if its dividend yield stays down at 3% for very long. Because investors are looking for a fully frank dividend and often you're looking around 4 to 5% to get a decent return. But long gone are the days when people would be thinking, and this is starting to change, like there is still this ingrained, entrenched view about getting income out of the market from buying and holding stocks. But the risks can be quite significant to get a return in the orders that I just mentioned before. Franking will give you another um, few percent on top of that potentially. But with the... Um, on the eve of the election and with the government talking about changing the rules, the Labor government, if they get in, uh, there could be something for people to think twice about if they're looking at using dividends to fund their retirement. Now, it's true that Woolworths did weather the, the, the GFC really well. But like I said, it's things will change over time, competition changes, the marketplace changes, and we've seen that happen with many companies. So should we be allowing all of these international companies to come into our marketplace and then um, diminish the, the business or the market share of our big Australian brands? So looking at Woolies, um, one thing you have to get familiar with is how the stock moves, and it's not uncommon for this stock to fall between 10 and 15% every six months or so. It's, it's quite typical of Woolies to do it and then recover. Now, in terms of um, the announcement recently, so Woolworths announced earlier this year that it was going to have a restructure of its big W brand. You might have heard that. And that's part of the big news that Woolworths has come out with, but a lot of um, commentators out there were a bit ho-hum about the whole thing. And Woolworths stores are going to close. Uh, apparently there's going to be a distribution centre, I think, maybe closing as well. Um, they're now looking at the a buyback as well for shareholders. So that often creates interest in, in stocks and companies when there's a buyback on offer because investors can buy the shares. They don't have to pay any brokerage um, and they they can get it. And, the, and Woolworths um, get the opportunity of buying the shares back at a discount to market. And look, um, often what we see happen is when a company announces that, we, we often see the shares come back a little bit from their current pricing. But it'll it'll be interesting to see how strong demand for Woolworths shares are at the moment um, with all of this going on, particularly with their consolidation. I think that the institutions just like to see some sort of action, like the board are actually taking an active approach to move things forward in the right direction. So um, I still prefer Woolworths over Coles as a stock. And I think that um, a lot of people, depending on where you shop, probably would favour one over the other.
One of the things I like about Woolies is it's not a stock that's going to fall out of bed overnight. So I consider it a lower risk stock of the bigger quality stocks in the market. I hope you've enjoyed the discussion today. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to the Wealth Within website and click on the News and Media tab.